Hello everyone. Welcome to Switchcraft the Fingerboard podcast. My name is Jana and this time I'm sitting here who I've known of for probably almost 20 years. Um, he was one of the legends of the old uh, forum days back when German forums were the number one thing in fingerboarding. Uh, say hello to Mano Oberle. Hello everybody. So, um, as I mentioned before, you've been around forever. Do you roughly remember when you got into fingerboarding and how you got into fingerboarding? Ooh, that's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember seeing my first tech deck in probably 1999 or something in a skate shop. And there were just very little skateboarding in my city and there was one skate shop and there was the guy behind the counter who had a tech deck and he could do ollies and i was like whoa that's crazy but i was too shy to ask uh, what it is and mm. so i was just fascinated by it and then for like a year or so i was looking in the supermarkets and the toy section for fingerboards skateboards and i couldn't find any until like one day at easter I I bought two tech decks, one for me and one for my brother. And yeah, that's when we started, probably in like 2000 or something. And then it was trend becoming a trend in this in the school. And everybody mm. had one. And yeah, yeah that, that was yeah, that, that was uh, the same time I started when it got to the the like trend phase in like 2000 2001. Yeah, exactly. And only a few people stuck around once the trend ended. <laughs> yeah. But I remember like in, in school and in the breaks, everybody was skateboarding yeah. in the a table, tennis table, mm. <laughs> and jumping over the, the net. And we used to have like stickers instead of grip tape, so we can press our fingers really hard on the board and lift it up. <laughs> because we didn't know how to ollie or that it's even possible to do a kickflip or anything yeah. like that. So it was yeah, really but back then... Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know anything about it. And like I stopped fingerboarding or it was not fingerboarding, <laughs> but I stopped using it for like two years because I didn't know that it's possible to do anything else. And just like when I was in, in another school, there was a guy who could do kickflips. And that's when I really started fingerboarding again. Or Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I remember in, in those days, I, for some reason, for a long time, I couldn't really do anything in flat ground. But as soon as I had a transition, I could do yeah. every single trick. Uh, don't know if <laughs> you remember that from back then, but I would always, like, we had uh, chairs that had, like, in school that had, like, a wooden thing with a curve on the bottom. Yeah, so I was yeah, yeah. using those as a quarter pipe, like... <laughs> Every time I, my either my teachers wouldn't wouldn't tell me to stop or yeah in breaks and yeah did you did the teacher ever took your fingerboard away? Um, not that I can remember. Like at least none of my good ones. Uh, could be that uh, I uh, I got uh, one of the tech decks taken away, but not that I can remember. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't uh, got one taken away, but a friend of mine, he got the, the English teacher was so annoyed by him always. 
Yeah, it is an annoying sound. <laughs> and I can understand, I can relate. But yeah. Even imagine like when I was at home with my parents and I was always fingerboarding and always tuck, 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 tuck. Yeah. And when you do it, it's okay. But when you don't do it, it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, like when you're, uh, for example, when I have uh, friends over, like back when that was used to be allowed, and uh, we would play board games, and one yeah. of them would fingerboard while playing board <laughs> games. It was so annoying, and I, yeah. I usually don't say anything because, yeah, well, but yeah, it it is an annoying noise. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but <I laughs> and for some reason, it it becomes uh, less annoying when a lot of people do it. Yeah, like that's... when it's a room full of people, you don't even hear it anymore. Yeah, then it's like a background noise. Yeah, and it helps to have like a good setup with good wheels, so it's a little bit quieter. And yeah. when you land the tricks, it's also quieter. Yeah, <laughs> like a more satisfying sound than when you bail all the time. It's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the reason I'm uh, redoing my part soon is that it's mm -hmm. super loud. Like yeah, yeah, because it's hollow inside and it's. Yeah, it's super loud. Yeah, it's like a drum. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to get back to uh, something. Um, you mentioned that there were not that many skateboarders in your town. Um, and I uh, don't think uh, a lot of uh, or too many people know this. Um, you live in like the middle of Switzerland pretty much, right? Uh, or how, how far is the next town? Or Well... I grew up, or I'm still living, kind of in in Zurich. It's actually the biggest city in Zurich, in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. And there were some skaters, and there was a skate park like half an hour away. But I was a kid; I couldn't just go there. Mm, and yeah, yeah. Now I'm staying a lot in the Alps, in the mountains, in a small village, where there is nobody living here. <laughs> You have uh, seen pictures. Old, yeah, it's the old house from my grandfather and grandmother. And yeah, now it's uh, I'm away from everybody. Like the next shop where you can get food, it's like walking one hour. Crazy. And in the summer I can drive there. It's okay, but in the winter it's a little bit more of an adventure. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and also getting like stuff for to make boards or whatever you have to order it or mm. go to Zurich and then bring it up here. Yeah, because uh, post office and stuff probably don't deliver to the back of the mountain. <laughs> no, there used to be a, a post office like thirty years ago. Okay. Like one guy who was had, had the smallest post office here, but that's closed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, yeah, it's cool. So I go to the shop like every one, every like once in a week or every two weeks, and then I ship some stuff when I have sold something. Uh, <laughs> cool. Um, I mentioned earlier that uh, back in the days you were one of the one of the names uh, people associated with the forums because I I think I feel like the forum scene back then was a bit its own scene within the German or German speaking scene. And mm -hmm. you and people like uh, uh, like Fabian Schreiter and uh, a few other people were like always in every forum. And yeah, you were uh, like the 
the VIPs of the forums back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's so strange to hear because for me, like Fabi or even Peter from Creep, those mm. were around before me even. And there was also Timo Lieben popping up in the forum chat mm. sometimes. And yes. For me, I was always like the noob. <laughs> but yeah like over the years you know everybody there and it gets like a yeah it's like a scene in itself yeah um, remember one fast fingers when uh we all forum people like uh had like one section in the audience and we're all yeah hanging out there the whole day and everyone every time one of us wrote all of us cheered and yeah, it was like a small scene within the scene yeah, it was like a, a new scene. Like before, there was Black River and the people around Black River. They met before at events and podcasts. Mm -hmm. and, and like for the kids, we just had the the forums. The internet was kind of new mm -hmm. and exciting. And exactly the first forum, it was like, wow, what I can share my my hobby and I can post pictures and like some small clips and. Mm -hmm. So this grew like a, a scene, but I think it became the scene later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Like it grew from this this forum scene to the actual scene. Yeah, and yeah, because like of course different. Because <laughs> there were so many people back then who by now are names in the in the scene or aren't in the scene anymore, like uh, the whole Castle Ost crew, yeah. uh, Philly. Um, Mark S. Um, yeah, so many people. I'm probably all, uh, also blanking yeah, on. There were a lot. Busty yeah. M. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. Like, there's some people that left, but uh, recently some people also came back to the scene. Like, mm -hmm. for example, Joey Le Leclerc from Oilworld Wheels. Yeah, I I heard that he came back, and I yeah, I still I think I still have some some remains of oil world wheels somewhere here <laughs> i do some somewhere i was in the team so yeah. i got some wheels laying around yeah but he was uh, messaging me like two weeks ago and we talked a little bit and it's so cool because i really haven't talked to him for more than 10 years yeah and now he posted some fingerboard clips again and oh cool it's so, so, so cool to have these people still like connecting with them yeah yeah when when i when i talked to like when i met up with fabi a couple of years ago we also yeah. hadn't seen or talked uh for yeah 10 years or even longer and it's so cool to see people you haven't seen in that long and yeah yeah it's amazing. And, and also at uh the bigger events like sadly uh last year and this year probably the same there is no big event but at the last big event, the Fast Fingers, everyone was there. Like, yeah. so many people we haven't seen in ages came back. Uh, yeah, everybody wanted to have this experience again, I think. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, like, for example, Fabi. Like, w with Fabi, I talked for years, every day on, on MSN and in the forum. Yeah. <laughs> like, all the time. And then I didn't hear from him in years and then i saw him at first fingers again it was like yeah it's so cool yeah to be back together like it's cool 
Yeah, I, I remember uh, hanging out in the kitchen at the Steig and talking to Tobias Fila and Hansen for yeah. a couple hours or uh, seeing uh, seeing Dima and uh, Dimitri yeah. Schwartauer and uh, Elias Asmut yeah. back again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, and it's, I don't know, the, the scene kind of changed. Like from the forum days, it was... It was different. It was more about fingerboarding and like sharing the experience and mm. sharing your tricks and and everything was new. Like learning a kickflip was something special or a switch heel flip. Yeah. Nobody had done switch heel flips and then you can share it online. The first, oh my god, and it's so cool. And then it became this friendship thing and everybody yeah. grew up a little bit. And so it's really cool yeah. to have this whole fifteen or twenty years almost now looking back at it yeah yeah like a, f a friend of mine uh once uh, showed me that um boris Ticci was doing a switch heel uh no slide in pissing fingers one with a yeah. 26 millimeter tech deck <laughs> that was something you didn't see back then like uh, like that was an outlier like <laughs> i think yes, fabi was one of the only ones who could do a lot of switch tricks yeah, I mean, Fabi can do every trick ever if if he just wants to do it and take some time. Yeah, it's crazy. And yeah, for and Boris Dici, I remember seeing a clip of him in a in the Black River tour in a van. They had like mm -hmm. a small table in the car, and yeah. there yeah, he I was lolly heel flip, and it was yeah. mind blowing. I I still have it in my head the image of this lolly heel flip, and. I don't know, it was like so crazy to see it and now everybody can do it. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah, it's super dope. Like when when I started getting back into fingerboarding, uh someone at the shop, I think it was Harry, uh said, uh, uh, I prefer Nolly much more than regular. And I was like, Yeah, I don't <laughs> think I will learn Nolly. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm just learning regular again, and now like the the first trick I do in every game of skate is a nollie flip because it's the one I'm most comfortable with. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I, I should do more nollie flips again. <laughs> yeah, I only do kick flips. <laughs> yeah, I I do very little kick flips. Like, I I always sweat a bit if someone sets a kick flip in a game of skate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, speaking of uh, the times back then, um, mm. at some point uh, you started making decks. Um, do you remember when you roughly started uh, making your own decks? Yeah, um, it's uh, like back then there was very little, very few people who made their own fingerboards. Of the yeah, world. like four four brands or, or like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like one of the guy was was Preet, like Peter. Yeah. And he was also sharing some pictures on the forums, and you can see how he does it. Yeah. And then there was Fabi and Valerie Miller. I doing... still have one of those in my on my wall. Favor boards, favor. Yeah. Yeah. And this was actually the in I think in two thousand four or two thousand five yeah. at the what? Young and Free Festival in Nuremberg, where mm -hmm. they... yeah. Saw the, saw the first board of Waller and Fabi. And yeah. I came back 
home and actually went to the mountains where I am now and I found some veneer laying around in the workshop from my grandfather. And then I was like, man, okay, I can, I can try to make a fingerboard. And I didn't know how to because I didn't have a mold or anything. Mm. So I just took a piece of wood and I cut the, the mold and sanded the mold <laughs> very bad. <laughs> and then I pressed just some like three pieces of veneer together and that was my first fingerboard. And it, I, I have to, I think I have pictures on Instagram. The holes were not drilled; they were hammered with a nail mm. <laughs> and stuff like that. It was like I didn't know what I did, but it's it worked, and so I just started experimenting a lot with different molds, like make how to make a mold. And there, there was a guy in in from the U.S., Brandon Jones. I don't know if you remember him. He was like one of the first guys who made like YouTube tutorials about making. I think, I think I've seen. I, th I think I've seen that video. Yeah, and so I didn't know if I didn't find epoxy here in Switzerland, mm. and so I experimented with other stuff. I even made a concrete mold one time, <laughs> <laughs> and it worked for some parts. <laughs> so yeah, that was started. That was always uh, the thing for me. Every time I would see a tutorial of someone making something, I would have yeah. no idea where to find it in, in Germany because I would have exactly. no idea what the name of it was in German or if it was the same name or if it even exists. Like some products just don't exist here. And yeah, it's yeah, super totally. hard to find the stuff that you need sometimes. Yeah, like for fingerboards, like the veneer, Getting veneer was really hard at the beginning. I in Switzerland I couldn't find any shop like online shop, mm. and you have to go to the like woodworkers and ask around and maybe somebody has like veneer. But then the most most of the veneer was like one millimeter thick, so mm. it was way too thick for fingerboards, and I couldn't use it. And then I found the. Uh, an online shop in Germany that I could order it, but it was super expensive to ship it to Switzerland. And I didn't have a lot of money and I didn't really yeah. know what I had to buy. And so it was really hard to, to find materials. And yeah, it's not like today where you can go to, I don't know, Amazon or something and just buy yeah. everything. It was really yeah. different to find solutions. Like like even getting uh, even getting like, fingerboard stuff that other people made usually i would get my stuff at contests like uh, yeah. i think martin winkler only sold his wheels in person back then yeah i think like, so too and i remember I, getting my first berlin wood from timo also yeah yeah i got my uh, i got a couple uh, online before i got one in person but yeah, yeah. I, uh, I eventually got one one in person Actually, my first first Berlin wood I bought in Germany in a skate shop in Titus in Freiburg. Ah, they cool. even had a Black River Park. I remember on the Black River website that it was all brown yes. with skies. And they have like this map of Germany with uh, skate shops. Yeah, I remember and that. And I was like with my family in the city there visiting. And I was like, we have to go there. We have to go to the Titus. There's a fingerboard park. And... I was so excited to go there and we were there for like half an hour and I bought the fingerboard, I did some tricks on the park and 
my parents were like, oh, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I, re I remember being super bummed because there was like basically a, a circle around where I lived where there was nothing for like two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I think the map was never updated after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, but, it was a place that there was no park there because they yeah. sold it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but Stuttgart, uh, which was the big city next to me, uh, never had a park back then. It had, like, uh, you could buy, like, uh, uh, a Berlin wood uh, or a couple Berlin wood, and they always had, like, the ditchy box and some, uh, some like, picnic tables and rails and stuff, but that was, like, everything you could buy and... At that point, I already had everything, so it was like, uh, I I want to buy something here, but I don't have any money, and I already yeah, have yeah. like three Berlin woods. Of course, it was super expensive. Like for as a kid, yeah. it's it, it's hard to get like some stuff. <laughs> and yeah. also, there was the online shop from Black River, and I remember it was probably the first time I ordered something online. It was uh, some ramps and. I think for Christmas I got a quarter pipe and the bench and the table, yeah. But that was yeah, quite I, I never bought from Black River back then, other than uh, on events, because I would always build my own ramps, and like yes. I even built a, a G3 uh, for <laughs> myself, and it was like super bad and everything, but I liked it. it was what I had, yeah. Yeah, I mean I also did like cardboard ramps a lot and. Yeah. It was super fun. I even did a, one of the first, I don't know, one of the first bowls out of concrete. Mm -hmm. Like when LLJ did a, his bowl, I was doing my, my version and it was super bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was like so heavy and, but it was cool to just uh, learn to work with different materials. And, and like exploring something new, like for fingerboarding, it was there were, weren't like 20 bolts around. There was like, maybe yeah. we saw a picture of one or two and we were like, wow, let's yeah. try it. And then uh, let's figure it out how, how it's, what works and what doesn't work. And so it, it was really, everything was more trying new stuff and exploring what's possible even. Like, yeah, that was super fun and a creative time of, for fingerboarding. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, uh, I... Uh, also tried building a bowl and uh, I had like a school project uh, where we had to do something in in art class and I was at a like very progressive school and mm -hmm. our art class was pretty much do whatever you want if you don't want to do anything that's also fine because like we we could hang out at the uh, at the art uh building like every time we wanted like when we were in like like nice. a bit higher grade and mm -hmm. it would end up with us just spending every break and every time we didn't have class there because it was the coolest place to be and you yeah. would eventually just pick up something and try something and that way you would do more art than otherwise you would do if you just stuck to the uh, uh to the terms in the uh, in your calendar but yeah, I tried. Uh, I tried uh, making a, a bowl out of stone with like masonry, and I worked on it for like probably more than half a year. And eventually, it uh, it cracked uh, one night because it was uh, it was outside, like it was under uh, under a roof, but it was mm -hmm. outside, 
and eventually there was like some water dripping down freezing and yeah then it was like a huge crack through the whole bowl and oh, and, <laughs> and at, by that point i was maybe like 10 50 centimeters deep and spent like all this time and was like nah, i'm not doing that again <laughs> wow that would be amazing to have a stone bowl. yeah yeah, like seeing the stone park that Black River uh, had, like the... Oh, in Wunsiedl, the... Yeah, that one. The, the missing fingers also. Yeah. Yeah. Like, after uh, after I saw that one, I was like, damn, I want something <laughs> like that, but never going to happen without any, like, yeah. proper tools. <laughs> That's so crazy. In the yeah. missing fingers too, I think they, they bring it to the... Yeah, Ispo, to Ispo, the... yeah. And yeah, that's, that's where was, yeah, that's where Bogostici does the switch heel. Yeah, 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 and Elias also. In, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Elias yeah, is but, like ten or something like that in yeah, that clip, and uh, yeah, already making to the to the top of the park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but seeing this was mind blowing. Even imagine, like even today, this a park like this would be completely insane. Yeah, and they did it like fifteen years ago or even before that. So it's yeah, like, that's crazy. <laughs> Just thinking. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. I, I would love to uh, to try my hand on something like that, but it would yeah. take so much time and tools and space to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and then you break it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like with natural materials, stuff like that can happen where. Of course, you never know. A yeah. bit of water, and when it freezes, it expands and cracks everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It um, reminds me of another bowl from Nick Herzog. He was doing a, a bowl out of one piece of wood, like a stump of wood. Oh, just oh yeah, I, I wrote that one at Fast Fingers, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. also like a sculpture, kind of. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah, I remember session that one uh, with Martin Winkler uh, at one of the fast fingers for a couple of, like in basically in the middle of the night, like when a lot of people already went to sleep, and we would ride there until like I don't know in the morning, into the morning hours with beer nice. and yeah, having a good. It, it was one of the, yeah, it was one of those moments where I was like, holy shit, I'm riding a bull with Martin Winkler for a couple hours. Like, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Man, Martin Winkler was one of those people that was really a legend even back then. Like when you yeah. say that I'm known from the, in the forums, but those guys like Dichi and Winkler, they were yeah. like pioneers of, of all of this. Yes, they absolutely. I respect for that. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, I had a couple contests when I uh, hung out with uh, Winkler quite a bit and mm -hmm. was like, how the fuck does he know who I am? Like, <laughs> yeah. It was like be like being starstruck, like uh, <laughs> probably like a lot of people or, or a lot of kids uh, looking up to Mike Schneider now. Yeah, completely. It's so funny to, rem to remember back in the days when I met them the first time, it was like, oh, was too shy to ask to talk to them yeah i think i think it was the same for me i think it was in 2003 in german championship in freiburg 
I, I think I would... that was 2004, could that be? Because uh, 2004 in Freiburg was uh, my first, because I, uh, like, a championship maybe... yeah, in Freiburg be. was also my first, and that was in 2004. Okay, then it was maybe 2004, where with but... the big, big park, with the King Park, yeah. like one of yeah. the biggest Freiburg parks ever. Yeah. And I remember sitting there and seeing Winkler and Dietschy and everybody, and I was just too shy to talk to them and I, yeah, but it, it was amazing, super experience. And then every other event you see them and you talk to them. And yeah. They are all super nice guys. Yeah, it was super awkward uh, when talking to uh, someone from the Castle Oz crew. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, like I, a couple of years after I fought back and was like, <laughs> I, I was so awkward. <laughs> and uh, I oh. also remember uh, Boris Dici, uh, uh standing at one of the parks I was riding. And mm -hmm. uh, someone uh, was saying something like, uh, I uh, can't, can't ride that because I'm a lefty. And he would like suddenly scream over like half of the park, yeah, Black River and the stupid uh, right hand fascism. <laughs> like <laughs> completely out of nowhere. <laughs> And I, I, I think, uh, think back of the rechtshänder fascismus a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, they just changed it when they did the game of skate finals at Fast Fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that was after I left. Because uh, when I left, I think the finals were still uh, run based. Because because yeah. I, I judged the last Fast Fingers I was at, the Fast Fingers number ten. And I mm -hmm. think, like, if I'm not misremembering, I think that was uh, just, uh, uh, just, yeah, runs against against each other. It was Elias Asmut and another guy, like someone from Poland, but I can't remember for the life of me who it was. I don't remember, but yeah, it's true. There were a lot of runs in the finals. Yeah, but then they had game of skates for a while in the regular park, and then. I don't know when, maybe 2015 or 14, they brought the final part for Game of Skate where you couldn't do left and right hand flips the same. Mm. So yeah, and the fascism ended. <laughs> yeah, that, that's so uh, so much easier. Like even still, when when people visit the other Berlin shop and mm. uh, like we're we're constantly playing skate uh, Game of Skate, not to see who's better like we we don't even care at this point because a lot of like the berlin locals i probably played a couple hundred times it's more like <laughs> yeah we're hanging out and it's like the thing we do while hanging out and every time there's like a lefty it's like nah, sorry we can play this one park and just ignore this rail here and then it's symmetrical the stone park but yeah or just flat ground <laughs> yeah or, or just flat ground yeah but I mean, now, uh, now that uh, Julian Buono and uh, Hennemann uh, built the simple spot, there's also yeah. another option. But yeah, yeah, I want to write that one. I never, I've never been there since it was built. I think. I can't it's remember cool. when it was. Was probably after the last Fast Fingers. Yeah, Must I think be. I've never been to Berlin after that. Yeah. 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 It's so cool. Yeah, but yeah. The, when we talk about fascism and fingerboarding. <laughs> I remember Mike coming to Germany the first time for fast fingers mm -hmm. and he couldn't reach the park because it was too high. 
Yeah, so I, I heard that. So we had to put pallets uh, in front of the park for him to stand up. <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> so maybe yeah, like even, even still, uh, in uh, to get back to the other Berlin store, in the basement, the, the park that Harry built, mm -hmm. like... It's even too tall for me, and I'm the same height as Harry. Like I'm <laughs> one ninety. Like I'm I'm really tall, and some of the corners like are so deep that I basically have to put like my whole upper body up onto the park and then lean over, and then I can ride the edge way back there. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> yeah, but when I play with uh, with Hennemann, uh, yeah. who is like a good like. 10, 15 centimeters shorter than I, or maybe even 20. Like, I do a trick and he looks at me like, you asshole, <laughs> like, I, I can't reach that. <laughs> so you win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, I remember playing a lot of Game of Skates. Now we talk about Game of Skates. And for me, it was never about winning, but it was always about learning new tricks like somebody does a Absolutely. trick like a heel flip and people are like i cannot do it but then you try it and you have to try it and then you really expand your trick repertoire absolutely it's so fun like like i landed my first nollie heel in a game of skate yeah that's like, sick yeah like and uh, i don't know like uh, at some point nico frank pulled out a like uh, nollie tray double or a switch tray double and I was like, well, <laughs> I just give it a try and it worked. Like, things like that. so funny. Yeah. It's so good. Like, And then the, it's funny, the past events, the last years, there were some kids coming to me and they want to play a game of skate and they really want to win against me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I didn't give, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I just played for fun. But they were really like, oh my God, now I do switch heel, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah, okay, switch heel. I cannot really do it. It's okay. I mean, I, I remember the uh, the game of skate we played at Pateo, uh, <laughs> where you just didn't give a shit. <laughs> I was a little bit tired and drunk, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I was <laughs> also drunk, and I, I was at the, let's just win this shit uh, point, and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just did 50-50s while everybody was doing flip tricks down the rail. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you got me a fucking letter with uh, one of the 50-50s because you did like a like a slappy up the rail and then, <laughs> and I yeah. I just couldn't get that. <laughs> How is it for you? Did, did you get nervous in, in events or contests? Uh, yes, I do. Like yeah, a lot. Also, I, I shake a lot. <laughs> yeah, and... I, uh, like that was the first contest. I was somewhat calm, but I was also drunk. So yeah, I was think, very familiar. Yeah, that, that, that's true. But like, I remember sometimes looking up, and there were like a bunch of people filming, <laughs> and uh, I knew that Timo was live streaming and stuff like that. And I was like, uh, yeah, because like I have one trick down uh, down array, which is like my go to trick. And I usually get that in like two or three tries, like a hard flip back tail. For some reason, that's my favorite <laughs> or my go-to trick. And I just couldn't get that one. I I think I did a, a hard flip back lip instead because it's similar but much easier. But yeah, I, I remember everyone else uh, cheering and 
being stoked that I landed it first try. And I was like, yeah, but I, it was only like the cop out because I knew I wouldn't get the back tail. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I tried it and rail. failed a bunch of times. Yeah, but it's a hard rail to ride. So yeah, but it, it, it was my favorite obstacle there. Like I would, I would ride that, uh, that oh. obstacle through the whole night and yeah. No. At Fateo, I love the flat ground with the two curves. It's just yeah, that, that's not really my thing. Like I love it. Just flat ground and these perfect curves, and you can do lines. And, oh my god, I I want to go there now and write this. <laughs> <laughs> and and I really like a big stair set with a sturdy rail because a lot of rails are like a bit wobbly, and that yes. rail was like super sturdy and super solid, and you could slam like every every backtail in there or every nose blunt and you can, could like really press against the rail. And yeah. I would like, I had so, so much fun at that one obstacle. Yeah, it is fun, but it's, it's for yeah. me, it was too hard. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, the, that, that's the only... Yeah, you have the, the stair set in, in the Aussie shop from the old one from Timo. Mm, yeah, it's also super hard to ride. It's similar. Yeah, but there, but there, the uh, the rail is like even even skinnier, and it's yeah. uh, it's also a bit wobbly. So on that one, yeah, on that one, you can't really put pressure uh, against it because it yeah wobbles a bit, and then you just <laughs> lose your board. Yeah, yeah, so it's more like a so practice, I... and then you can go to patio for the real. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's the the main reason why I'm building a park because I just want a stair set with a rail. Like that's the thing I enjoy most about my park right now, and it's going to be like the only thing in the park because I want to do like half half of the surface is just flat, and the other one is just a, a switch and a regular rails uh, rail with a yeah. And also concrete or um. Uh, with a like weird material that someone suggested that works quite well and granite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's I'm like... excited to see it. I want to build yeah. a part Yeah, it's like the the main thing is I have to knock the old one down, and that one probably yeah. takes a lot of effort. And <laughs> uh, like uh, I'm recovering from uh, elbow surgery, so I can't really use my left arm. And uh, yeah. I, I'm waiting until I can swing a hammer, probably. <laughs> Destruction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm go going to film that uh, and, and maybe have some fun with it. Some explosions. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of uh, Pateo and, uh, and uh, 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 Portugal crew, um, you, also, uh, you also did something with Flint a couple of years ago. Um, the photo series series. Yes. Yes. Um, well, yeah. Um, so I am going to Portugal for like 10 years now. Like every year I go there and I hang out with Coral and the Low Pro Gang and also with in Porto with uh, Losh and Ricardo and Irish and everybody. Mm. So I know them like it's my family. It's my, my fingerboard scene. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, so I stay a lot with Losh and we talked about doing collabs for a while and 
we're still talking for other collabs. <laughs> Maybe they happen someday. But yeah, he asked me to send him some pictures for the photo series he does. And yeah, so I sent him some pictures and he chose those two uh, pictures I took in when I was in China with my parents. And yeah, it's quite cool. And now it's still one of my favorite graphics on a fingerboard, I think. <laughs> do, do you have one of that that you saved or uh, yeah, did you I, write yours or? No, no, no. I, I never write uh, Flint, actually. <laughs> I just have them framed on my wall. Yeah. And I have one other Flint that he gave me at Fast Fingers, I think, or something. But I I don't know. I only, only write my fingerboards, basically. Mm. But they're super nice. And I love all his graphics, actually. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I had him on uh, a couple of months ago. And yeah, just talking to him about the process with, uh, with his graphics was one of the coolest things. Because, yeah. yeah, I think Flint is the the trailblazer for like more artistic graphics and yeah, bringing other people in. Yeah, and he does it for such a long time now, and it's still mm. so fresh, so cool. Yeah, and I think it's like I was talking to him even before he started Flint about making decks, and because I also did decks every now and then, and. We have like a similar approach to to making the boards and the vision. Mm. His process with the graphics, it's so cool because it's so, I don't know, it's not plasticky. It's just on the board and it's, yeah. and it's such a nice detail. And his, his um, style influenced a lot of other people. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, maybe some people should uh, make their own things a little bit more unique. <laughs> That, that's absolutely true but yeah you've got to copy the best so <laughs> yeah um one thing uh that uh, really stuck out to me uh about you is that you use uh, 3d printing a lot for prototyping um yes uh, how long have you been doing that or how does that work for you do you uh, write the actual boards that you print or how do you get to your shapes? Yeah, so it, it's a long process and let's talk about the molds. Um, like I told before, I made the molds out of different materials and I just made them by hand. And then in 2011, I think, I got my first metal mold from NFGT. I don't know the the guy from America that does. Them. Yeah, I think I think NFB or yeah. NFSB something like that. Yeah, yeah. but I know I what you're talking about. One of the first metal molds from him, and then I was okay, and I I never really made a lot of boards, and in then I stopped, and in 2018, starting 2019, I got my 3D printer because I wanted to experiment with it and making molds, uh, 3D printed molds, and finding my shape, basically. So then I started doing the boards 3D printed just to test out different shapes, like different um, wheelbase, different angles of the kicks, and 
different concave and dips and everything. And so I could just uh, draw it on the computer, print it out, and one hour later I can test it. And then I can change something and print it again and test the new mm -hmm. board. So I had like, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 boards like this printed until I made the first mold to then translate this shape to wood. And at the same time I was doing this, I realized that I actually like the 3D printed boards. So that's mm. only after that I started, oh, maybe I can sell it for some people to try it because it's fun. It's something new. Um, yeah. So it's more like a byproduct of my quest to the perfect mold <laughs> or something like this. Yeah, because I really liked uh, that use of a 3D printer uh, as a pro prototyping tool. And, yeah. and before uh, I heard that you uh, did that, I don't think I ever heard someone else doing something like that. I don't, I'm not aware of somebody else doing 3D no. printer boards. But I mean, 3D knows? printer boards, Champs uh, 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 has done that, but yeah. I, but they're different. Yes, I, that, yeah. They are layer printed in the 3D printer layers and then glued together. Yeah. So it's not, it's different. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, but yeah, yeah, you, yeah, and it's it's funny. Like I I studied product design, so I was familiar with like three D printing and prototyping and making stuff on the computer. And then yeah. I then the the printers got cheaper, so I couldn't afford one to buy one for myself and try mm. try experimenting with it. And it's it was. I didn't believe that it works. I wanted to have the, I want, my goal was to find a shape I like and then have somebody else make a mold out of metal. But then I tried making the mold with the 3D prints and it worked and I'm still using 3D printed molds now. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah. I, I think if you're not doing like that high of a volume, I think 3D printed molds are fine. Because yes. I think they, they break much faster than the metal model does. Yeah, you have to replace them every, I don't know, every now and then. Mm. And, but for me, it's no problem because I like to, it gives me a possibility to always change little things, even now. Absolutely. Like I can adapt to my needs or change some little things. And yeah. it's it's not... Yeah, it's not. I have to not commit for two years or four years. For yeah, to one more. yeah, you're definitely much more flexible than other people. Yeah, and I don't make a lot of boards, so it's okay for me for now. Yeah. Um, I now have worked on two new molds, two new shapes, and now I'm thinking about making a metal mold with those three shapes because mm -hmm. I think they are permanent, like they are how I want them to be. Yeah. So like after two or almost three years now, I think I'm happy with the mold. <laughs> uh, do you use like different pressure than uh, when you use a 3D mold uh, versus a metal mold or does, doesn't that make any difference? For me, I use the same, same um, 
how to say, press, the same yeah. pressure. I never had a mold breaking, but okay. you have to make sure that it's the the pressure is really, um, how you say, not on one point, but spread out on the whole mold. Yeah, and it's okay for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. I was um, quite um, surprised that it works that well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I, I sometimes hear people saying, "Ah, uh, uh, decks out of three D printed molds are uh, are less stiff because you uh, can't press them with the same amount of pressure." And yeah, I never really talked to someone who actually has experience with that, so that's mm -hmm. why I wanted to ask that. Yeah, it's interesting. Like the pressure, I don't think it's that important. I can press up to like six or eight tons of pressure. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. But when I, I talking to Losh uh, about this and he made his the, his machine with the, where he can regulate the pressure. Yeah. And he says it just needs to be constant. So it's always the same. And it doesn't need to be that much because the, when the glue is hard, it's going to be stiff. It mm -hmm. depends more on the glue, I think. Yeah, um, I think I think the constant thing is like a big a big part. Uh, yeah, to making consistent decks. Absolutely, I always had problems with uh, warping boards or they losing the, sh the the kicks when I took them out of the mold. Mm. And because p some people they can press the board for two hours and take it out and it's okay, but for me I always leave the boards in the mold for two days now. So mm. it always is exactly the same, basically. And I don't yeah. get a lot of warping now. Yeah, uh, for a while, uh, there was a thing that uh, friends of mine were saying, yeah, I only get Berlin Woods that uh, are like a, a special series, because those ones uh, Timo usually does over the weekend. And that's why they stay <laughs> in for a couple of days. And they're yeah. much more consistent. And yeah. It really makes makes a difference how long something is in the mold. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for some people, it works to have it one day or even shorter. Mm. There is also different glues, and if it's higher yeah. temperature, it's faster and everything. Yeah, and uh, humidity in the air and stuff. Exactly. And for me, it's really hard. He, especially here in the mountains, sometimes it's really cold in in the nighttime, especially. Mm. And so I leave them for two days or even longer to just be sure that it's okay yeah there's still i mean with wood you can never make it 100 percent the same but it's more yeah. or less the same shape so yeah. yeah um i'm now going to switch over to something that i like to uh, do with every guest and i that i like to call rapid fire even though it's anything but rapid <laughs> um yeah i'm going to ask you a couple questions and mm -hmm. uh, try to answer them and not like that long uh, per question, but if you take a big, bit longer on one question, that's also, that doesn't really matter. So yeah, let's give this a shot. So uh, what's your favorite wheel? I have to say Winkler wheels for sure. You were part of the racing team back then, right? I mean, I don't know, I got the t-shirt one time, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, uh, yeah, for, for, for me, that meant you were on the team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm friends with Winkler, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's a uh, pioneer of the wheels. 
but the, right yeah, now so. I'm writing the hearts for off-white fields and ill yes. fields street. I'm I'm also writing hearts fields. Okay. Um, oh, what's okay. your favorite uh, deck and shape? I think that's a bit obvious, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it must be my shape <laughs> or my shapes in the future. Um, do you write 32 or 34 or something in between? Uh, 34. Um, what's your favorite trick on flat? Flat kickflip. And yeah. favorite trick on any obstacle? Pop shove it, no scrimes. Well, I hate that trick. <laughs> what? No, it's so cool, it's so fast. No, 360 pop shop at mouse grind. That's my jam, but I can't, like the one rotation, I I just can't do it. And then, um, uh, wait, wait, it's pop sh as a show it, mouse grind, pop out. Uh, yeah, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite song right now? My favorite song? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, I'm so bad with names. <laughs> Sunlit Days, I think it's called. It's like a hip hop. By whom? Yes, I don't know. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever known any songs someone mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never knew my the, the the stuff I'm listening to. It's just playlists from Spotify. Yeah, I I have a similar thing. Like I I do create all my play uh, my playlists myself, but mm. like I I add them like one day and like listen to them like for a year and never really look at the song names and I'm like exactly. oh yeah that's bad but not the names yeah yeah <laughs> um uh what do you do for a living well right now I'm freelancing and as a designer and I work here in the mountains renovating the house during summer so I get paid a little bit by that, and then I try to make the fingerboard grip skin a little bit bigger to maybe make a living out of it. Yeah. But it's hard to do here in Switzerland because yeah, everything is expensive. Yeah, but, that, that's definitely true. <laughs> but it also motivates me to make the fingerboard stuff a little bit more professional. Mm -hmm. I have many things planned now for spring and summer. I want to do more ramps and like the new molds and stuff like this is coming. Cool. So let's see. <laughs> um, concrete, wood, or granite? Mm. Wow. Well, I like concrete, but granite must be the best in the end. If it's a yeah. smooth granite. I have this one clip yes. from Mike Schneider from Flatface. That he brought to Europe. It's, it's like a brick of granite and it's the perfect obstacle ever. <laughs> mm. That's what I have on my table. Um, Nolly switch regular or fakie? Not fakie. <laughs> uh, I can relate. <laughs> probably regular. Yeah. Um, I just do you have any... like the flow of regular. Uh, do you have any hobbies outside of fingerboarding? No. 
That's straightforward. No, but um, of course, um, it's funny, like a lot of my hobbies, they started with fingerboarding. For example, um, photographing, take a lot of pictures, mm. always have a camera on me. And it started when I started, when I wanted to make fingerboard pictures. And um, this turned into a hobby. And yeah, like so much, so many things. Um, I, in the workshop here, I have a lot of woodworking stuff. And I do a lot of, I love to make furniture, some small pieces. Mm. Also, this started with because of fingerboarding, because I made my first wooden obstacles and stuff like this. Yeah. All yeah, same for me. Basically, because of fingerboarding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, similar for me. I, I really like making stuff with wood, and mm. it started with me building obstacles. And yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. It's, so, that's fingerboarding is the hobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite fingerboard video? Fingerboard video. I mean, it must Could be different fingers. Yeah, that, that's also the same for me because it's just what started everything. Yeah, pissing fingers one, the Martin Winkler part. Yeah, is and is that the one where he shaved his head? Yeah, like with the yeah, <laughs> the clown. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and the at the outdoor the spot in, in Munich. Patentamt, uh, yeah. Patentamt and the Michaeli bath. Yeah. The half pipe. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this must be the video. <laughs> yeah. And maybe if you ask me about parks or YouTube videos, I don't know. I mean, I love like all the videos from back in the days. And even now there is so many cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you could get one Black River Park, which one would it be? Hmm. That's hard. But there's some cool there. I don't know the name. <laughs> one of the newest ones where, um, where you have the spine. What is it? I don't know the names. <laughs> Maybe just a playground for a flat park. <laughs> <laughs> or the stone park we talked before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the stone thing would be ridiculous. Yeah. I'm going to choose that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that counts as a Black River Park, yes. <laughs> More or less. But like for yeah. parks, I like parks at events and riding them, but I think it, for me it would get a little bit too boring. And mm. I like to, and the parks, they have like dedicated spots. And I, if I would build a park, I want to have like a more a landscape where you can find spots or like mm. new combinations, more little stuff. So, so mm. the, the your parks are nice, but they're a little too big in a way. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I'm redoing my park after three years, because like, I, I can't film anything on there that I haven't tried before or yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Everything I can do I have it. done. Yeah. yeah. Um, um uh I think that also answers the next question a flat ground with obstacle or a park? A flat ground with obstacles. 
Like one of my favorite spots, I told you, it's the patio spot, the flat mm. ground. Yeah, I mean, it is a very nice spot. And I think that was the uh, inspiration for the uh, simple spot at, uh, at Asi. Yeah. Looks similar, yeah. Yeah. Um, heel flip or kick flip? Kick flip. Uh, I like. Wait, wait, I like molly and switch heel flips. I like yeah. to learn them and do them. But regular heel flips are the worst trick ever. I I'm of the firm belief that once you learn molly and switch heel, you can't do regular heel flips anymore. <laughs> before idea. before I learned them, I was kind of good at heel flips and would do like. Uh, heel flip into all slides and even into like 50-50 and stuff. And now if someone were to do like a heel flip 50-50, I would, yeah. <laughs> I only know like two people who can do nice heel flips. It's Gene and I don't remember the other guy. Uh, Julian Bono uh, also has really nice heel flips. But it, it, it's not, it's not a trick for me. <laughs> so yeah, same. <laughs> Uh, favorite fingerboarder? Whoa. So many. Everybody who has fun fingerboarding, basically. But That's if a I great to, answer. <laughs> but also, I want to answer it <laughs> with a name. So, just one? <laughs> you, you, let's, let's say three then. Okay, so it must be Winkler. Fabi, Fabian Schreiter. Yeah. And yeah, I think those are the, I mean, there are so many, but those two are the most important people in fingerboarding, in my yeah. opinion. Besides, Absolutely. besides uh, Martin and Denise from Black River, of course. Yeah. But like as a fingerboarding. As a, yeah. yeah, of course. But uh, as a fingerboarding for doing tricks and riding, I think those two are my favorite. Yeah, because they both. Too, like. <laughs> yeah, and and both like pioneered styles of riding. Because like I mentioned earlier, Fabi was one of the first guys who uh, started doing switch uh, switch tricks, and more than like a switch ollie or a switch kickflip mm -hmm. or a switch impossible, which was yeah <laughs> the impossible times. And, oh, and Winkler, yeah, and Winkler uh, basically pioneered the the way of standing on a mini ramp like before i would also always like stand on the side of a big mama and just mm -hmm. go left to right yeah and after seeing him i started doing the like standing on on one side and then yeah 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 yeah, reaching over. yeah winkler also started doing all the others with the kick flips and stuff it's if, yeah. if you watch pissing fingers you can see how amazing he was back in the days and then yeah. Fabi, I mean Fabi did the craziest tricks you can everything you tell him to do, he can do if you yeah. take some time. Absolutely. Such a style on it. So cool. And I'm so glad he's back on Instagram filming some yeah. behind them. Yeah, and he's uh he also restarted uh the fingerboard DE forum. Yeah. And we uh we do a hangout uh every couple of weeks there where we uh meet up uh in voice chat and uh, talk with people from the forum for a couple hours and yeah he's always been at those and it's really fun having him around again 
Yeah, it's it's and it's crazy how how much he made for the scene, like with the forums and it's not only yeah. him, but he's like the constant Yes, he's that. always been there. Like Exactly. Yeah. I mean there's so many other guys I can name, like all the Portuguese guys, mm. the Americans and from all over the world there's amazing people, but for me personally, like my experience or my history with fingerboarding, it must be those two. Yeah, those those two are also my favorites. Like I, I always say Fabi uh, and always give an honorable mention to uh, Winkler because, yeah, they of course you cannot. They not... started it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you remember your first event? Um, my first event. It, I think it was the German Championship. Mm -hmm. Then, but the first time I met somebody from, because of fingerboarding, I think it was in Munich when I met Nick Herzog. Ah. I texted him on the forum and he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Let's meet up. And I was there with my family. And I think mm. that was the first time I met somebody from the internet. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um. What's your favorite food? Mm, I like bread and butter <laughs> <laughs> oh, with some cheese. <laughs> I like I mean, you, you can never go wrong with that. Like a good a good bread and some good cheese. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, I like to cook a lot, and I like. I started doing like uh, self-made pizzas on a, on a mm. stove. And yeah. I also started making those because I started like baking and doing those and like I'm currently doing my first sourdough starter, which takes like days. <laughs> nice. I just did a bread yesterday. Actually, no, it was today. I can show you a picture on Instagram later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, I just assume that uh, you're also into skateboarding since you mentioned earlier that that's a bit how you started. Um, do you have a favorite skateboarder? I'm bad with names, but probably, probably Mark Gonzalez. That's one of the names I remember, and I think that's. Gonzalez yeah, <laughs> also, uh, you can never go wrong with him. Exactly. He's yeah. actually Martin Winkler introduced me to him. <laughs> <laughs> We were you watching in real videos. life, or oh, yeah. no, no, but on just videos, ah. and he showed me all his videos. Ah, okay, yeah. so yeah, it kind of matches in a way. <laughs> ah. uh, loose or tight trucks? Um, medium. <laughs> I, I swear, everyone, everyone answers medium to this question, yeah, and I also think that I write medium. And every time I uh, touch someone else's setup, I'm like. That's like either super loose or super hard. Like it's super weird for people to judge. Like I don't. I also don't know if I actually write medium. Like yeah. So hard for me. I wrote very hard trucks back in the days, and mm -hmm. with like the tech tech bush pushings. Mm -hmm. So they were like a train. You couldn't steer anything. Yeah, yeah. But now it has a little bit of flex. I I still ride O rings, and. But some people, they have like trucks you can shake and it makes sounds. Yeah, yeah I, I hate that. Like uh, some of the people at the Asian Berlin uh, shop, 
like uh, Tyrone, if you know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's one of those, if you just <laughs> wiggle his setup, it makes like ding, 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 ding. ding. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, but I like to have a little bit of um, flex, so it's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what was your last personal NBD? So the last trick you did, you never did before. Ooh. Or the last trick you were really stoked on. So hard, I always forget the tricks. <laughs> <laughs> but mm, let me think about it. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I could answer this question right now yet. Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> just hard. But I did, like, uh, maybe just some switch or nolly heel flip to grinds, a clean one. <laughs> yeah, that's something I still haven't done yet. Like, I'm I'm still trying to get my, uh, my nolly and switch heels high enough and controlled enough to get yeah. into a grind. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you prefer one setup or multiple setups? I usually just have one board setup, like my main setup. But the, mm-hmm. the thing is, I have at least one or two more setups somewhere. I don't actually know where they are. But for just for testing new shapes and testing new materials, and or when somebody tra- trades me a deck or I buy a deck, then I have a second setup. But I don't really write write it that much. Mm, so I have one yeah. setup and a second one to test stuff, basically. Yeah. Um, what's your most hated trick in a game of skate? It's <laughs> the what was it? Double invert flips. Ugh. The ones that um, who was it? Who did it ben? at the Battle of Herricks? Ah. Uh, uh... That one I don't know. Yeah, somebody did them and fuck it. <laughs> I, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, plastic or urethane wheels? Urethane for sure. Uh, what's your favorite beverage? Water. Uh, I like uh, I like coffee and everything else, but I yeah. drink a lot of water recently. I mean that's that's healthy. Yeah, we have the best water up here in the mountains. So <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's also yeah. true. Yeah, I used to uh, used to go on vacations in the mountains like for twenty years straight, like three four times a year. You know, always nice. in like uh, South Tyrol, so northern Italy. Yes, nice. And and yeah, it's it's just different there. And also in in Bozen, which is the big city there, uh, they also had a, a Black River Park in there. And yeah, every time we went, I remember, I remember. They, they had one with the Nokia stickers. Exactly. Um, yeah. And oh, every, every time we went there, yeah, I I <laughs> wanted to go there just to ride like twenty minutes on the park. <laughs> I remember being there in uh, the Milan, the next city there. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, and we went to Bozen for a day, and I couldn't find the store or something, or it was closed or something like that. Ah, yeah. It was the Sportler. Uh, it was yeah, like right in the in the center. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Wow. Um, 
Cats or dogs? Mm, personally, cats. I mean, I like dogs a lot, but for me, I would have a cat. Yeah. Um, do you have any sponsors? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> who, who are uh, they? I don't know. It's Black River, of course. And like you said, with the Winkler team <laughs> and yeah. Bird Boot, but it's. I mean, I make my own fingerboards, so yeah. and my own ramps. I don't need a lot of stuff. It's more giving support and being friends with them. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. What's your favorite Instagram follow? Like, what's the account you like seeing new content of the most? Can be anything. Hmm. Let me check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad with names, actually. Oh, <laughs> now I know. The, it's um, Shepherd's Archive. It's okay, a guy. What, what... It's a guy from. Slovenia, I think, or I don't, I don't really exactly know. And he's a fingerboarder, and he makes amazing pictures and especially videos with a lot of feeling. I don't know. It's very cool. It's it's the most progressive or new thing in fingerboarding for me. Like I I've never seen somebody, somebody doing stuff like him. It's really cool. Have to check that out. And uh, the very last question, uh, what's your favorite overall company in fingerboarding? That's easy. Gripskin. <laughs> no, but um, Black River. I would say Black River. Yeah, they, they done so much for the scene. Like They are insane. Still, you can't thank them enough. And I know it, from the outside, sometimes it looks a little bit strange what they do, but it's just a different level. And yeah, there's so much going on behind the scenes there. It's mm. incredible. And it's just you cannot thank them enough for what they do and yeah. did and will do. And so, yeah, they, they brought like a, a very different kind of professional level to fingerboarding, like, uh, like. Even still, they treat fingerboarding so much more professional than a lot of other companies do, and yeah. uh, with like a whole dedicated workflow and, and employees and yeah, it's yeah, it's it's something that that's really unique and on a scale like nothing else in fingerboarding. Yeah, and I think we could talk like hours about this because it's such a big topic. But just thinking about what they did, like back in the days when they went to whole Germany, to every skate shop, basically, and they showed yeah. what fingerboarding is and they introduced the people to fingerboarding. And that's why we got the biggest scene in Germany back in the days. Absolutely. They went for tours for weeks. Just like the, the Stabilo sessions uh, that they did, uh, mm -hmm. where they went to like every town, like so many shopping centers and those weren't even skate shops like those were just like regular shops where you could buy paper and pens and stuff because stabilo is a pen company and yeah i would always go to a stabilo session if one was near and it was really really cool because uh, they were always like 
in the middle of like a shopping mall or like a street yeah. with a bunch of shops and you had so many people walking by and and also yeah. the the thing uh, black river did with galileo in 2006 yes. i think it was yes yeah with Elias, where they came to fast fingers by the way do you yeah. do you have that video do you know where 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 to find that video because i searched like everywhere mm. and i couldn't find it i don't think so i mm. i don't think i have it on a hard disk i don't i don't know because mm. i but think yeah. i was in one of the opening shots looking very awkward because <laughs> <laughs> i was like peeking through a curtain and there was suddenly like a big tv camera behind that i think it was one of the first uh, fast fingers i went to they filmed yeah yeah but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Black River, once again, like, I remember going a lot of, um, like, festivals, they have, or exhibition show, trade shows, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And the funny thing is, like, today, I don't know about one single company that does something similar to this, even 10, 20 years later. Yeah, like and I think it's such an important thing, like especially in the US where the scene is growing a lot, there should be people going around and really go out and find new, like, not customers, but new people audience. to show fingerboarding. Yeah, I mean, sorry, does it locally and some people do some stuff locally, but it needs You're to, like people need to start investing a little bit more yeah. time and yeah. effort. And... I, I know that Ben Dulac did like a, a... Uh, a Canada mm -hmm. tour where he packed with Phil from Camel Pro. They packed like a few parks in a van and drove uh, for yeah, a couple of days. But yeah, it's uh, like the whole trade show stuff and getting connections with local skate shops and doing cooperations w uh, with other companies like uh, the Buffer Boards one. The like there, mm -hmm. there have been so many over the years and. Yeah, like a couple yeah, of days ago, I was walking through a park and saw someone with a Black River skateboard and was <laughs> like, holy shit, this doesn't happen. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah but I, I think was telling is... my friends and they were like, what's Black River? <laughs> so I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a skateboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, but I think this is something that some people should learn from them. Mm hmm. Like, especially like people they that want to make a living out of it or I mean some people make money with fingerboard stuff but they don't like open up new new things or make new things possible yeah. it's just the same people from yeah I don't know <laughs> yeah. so yeah that's Black River for me yeah. and I know that there's a lot of controversy and people talking shit about them but in the end of the day there's always more than one side of the story so exactly it's yeah and and, <laughs> and that's also the thing it. yeah that's also the thing even even we people who are uh, more involved in the german scene than other people like even we sometimes only hear one side of the story or hear it yeah, through exactly. like fourth-hand from someone who heard it from someone who heard it from someone and yeah, I, I usually try to keep an open mind and be like, yeah, it's probably something in the middle because it always is. And yeah. Yeah. The, and the, the problem, I think, is especially for Black River, they 
work a lot with friends. They want to involve like friends working with them. And then it's this the, the mess between friendship and uh, its work also, its business. Yeah. But in the end of the day, everybody is human and makes mistakes. And then mm. you have to be able to talk. And some people, they just cannot talk. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh... It gets like frustrating sometimes. Yeah. yeah um, I, I can... I can understand why uh, Black River cut ties uh, with some people because there are some people who are just hard to talk to in uh, in fingerboarding, and I yeah. don't fault them for at some point just saying, "Yeah, this is not going to work." Let's... Yeah, and if there is money involved and stuff like that, it's, you yeah. have to look for yourself in the end of the day because otherwise there will be nothing left. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but. I think this is as good of a place to end uh, as any. Um, yeah, do you have anything? <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you have any uh, last uh, things you want to shout out or last words you want to say? It's hard, but um, keep fingerboarding, have fun, and don't take yourself too seriously when doing it. And <laughs> yeah. what I think is important is that we start like educating people again what fingerboarding really is about like the community the exploring new things and pushing things forward and not making it for the wrong reasons like i see a lot of people doing it to make some quick money or i don't know don't care that much about fingerboarding. yeah yeah we really have to care about this small scene we have and push it forward and i don't know celebrate fingerboarding <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah and that's what I try to do with with my stuff too. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um thank you everyone for listening. And uh thank you once again uh, for being my guest. This uh this was a really cool talk. And yeah, uh, you'll catch me in the next episode. Bye.